Welcome to KFAB, the podcast. Podcast about wrestling and fashion. But mostly fashion. I'm Sarah. I'm Christina. And I'm Katie. We're, we're it's a hot day. It's so yep. fucking hot. Los Angeles. We all have our cool drinks around us. Mm-hmm. Um, you might hear mine unscrew as Mike has pointed out several times. Yeah. Because um, we'll it's just, a pickle jar. It's a pickle jar. Um, I'm not drinking pickle juice. <laughs> I just have coffee in it. Um, you know, just trying to do my best reduce, to reduce, reuse, recycle. Do those mm-hmm. three R's big time. Mm-hmm. So uh, it did clean well, I will say. So there is no pickle residue. I scrubbed it. It Congrats. works. I just want to let you know. Speaking yeah. of pickle residue, who were you talking about a minute ago? <laughs> Producer Mike. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> trying to work on myself. <laughs> it was good. That was a good transition. Hi, Mike. Do you want to say hi? Are you upset now? Oh, no. Mike is wearing sunglasses inside. It's a real bad boy um, podcast today. Yeah, it really is. Uh, Mike, would you mind saying hello, though, just so the listeners know your voice? It's really important. Sup. Oh. Whoa. All right. It's a real Shawn Michaels over it's here. It's a lot of attitude coming off of yeah. Mike. Uh, uh, Mike just all of a sudden bought a crotch rocket about four <laughs> hours ago. That's where he's at. It has um, a thick leather jacket that has multiple colors on it's it. It's not breathable. Very dangerous mm-hmm. in this heat. Yep. You know what? I'm actually worried. Maybe that's why he had such a short answer is because the blood's not getting to his brain anymore because <laughs> of the, the sweating. Yeah. yeah. That makes sense. Wow. Anyway, Mike is our producer, and he is a lifelong wrestling fan, and occasionally we will throw to him if we have questions about wrestling because we're new wrestling fans. Mm-hmm. The optics are fine. Yeah. It's fine. Well, we've made it all the way to episode 38. <laughs> And uh, we got a, a little note on the slide. I don't know if we want to talk about the note. Oh, uh, we do, because it's a really good... It's Yes. Uh, you'll, okay. So instead of discussing the pros and cons of 38-year-old men, I'm going to pull the room. Do I get back on Bumble, hmm. even though I don't have much time to date, and hmm. just, like, creak the door open a little bit again? Like, do I keep looking for love? I think, like, yes, right? Because you can decide how much you want to participate in true. the Bumble of it all. Mm-hmm. It's true. And I would say just do it, because you've been talking about it for, like, the past five episodes. Is that really true? Yeah. Oh, that's embarrassing. <laughs> it's just life. You don't it have is. to be embarrassed about it. But also, like, have some fun. Do some swiping. Is mm-hmm. it a swipe situation? It's a swipe situation. Do you swipe on them? Okay. I'll just hand it both to you guys, and you guys can swipe, because I think I always Ooh, think that it's fun. Happily, I want to get high and swipe. Yeah, yeah. Get high and swipe. That sounds like a very fun evening. Yes. Wow. Okay. No, for real. I yeah. will let you do that. That sounds Thank lovely. You. Spoken by somebody who's truly not single. <laughs> no. no, I know. 100%. No, because I used to, when I wasn't single, when Tinder was like invented, I was like, oh my God, this looks so fun. And then you do it for like your life and you're like, oh, this looks so fun. Anyway, oh it's fine. Speaking of marriage and long-term <laughs> oh, relationships, wow, I know it seems like everyone at the WWE is getting married. Yeah, uh, and producer Mike hates it. Oh no! <laughs> it seems like ever since the WWE started incorporating real-life relationships on screen, like Seth Rollins and Becky Lynch, instead of making for interesting stories and cool wrestling, it's only succeeded in making everyone involved look like total geeks. <laughs> I mean, is Mike really supposed to buy Seth Rollins as a badass when he posts coupley bullshit like this, the photo scene above? Oh, yeah, yeah. That's the picture of them in Hawaii. Yeah, yeah, what did... I forget what the caption was. The caption was. is, what of you for the rest of my life? Yeah. Ah, uh, yes, because they got mm. engaged. Engaged. Yeah. They're and, Okay, sorry. We are, I know we are going to give our thoughts on this for a moment, but just so you know, this is still 
producer Mike. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, he feels like a notable exception is Charlotte and Andrade, mm. who, um, but they really don't mention their relationship on screen. So I asked, is it possible to be a loving and supportive partner and a badass wrestler? Yes. I just feel like Wait. they got to keep that shit off <laughs> yeah. screen, right? I guess my real question is, <laughs> do I get back on Bumble? <laughs> Even though I don't have much time to date, but just to like creak the door open a little bit, like, do I keep looking for love? I mean, yes, producer Mike, yes. Maybe producer one Mike. day you can also post an Instagram of your own Becky Lynch looking out uh -huh. into Hawaii. You would, if you were dating Becky Lynch, do you really think you wouldn't post this kind of photo? I'm seeing uh, Not with that stupid ass caption. You're right, you're right. Uh, it's really the caption, isn't it? It's really yeah. hard. You would, you would have the like emoji that has blush, like that has the red blush yeah, marks. Yeah, that would be cute. That's my favorite emoji. I think we do have to mention the the romance elephant okay, yeah. in the room. Our boyfriend. Our, yeah, both of our like lovers, our yeah. crushes are like, yeah, they're engaged our and one is married. Yes. Our boyfriend Finn Balor uh, got married this week. He did. And uh, to that beautiful woman who's yeah. now his wife. What is her name? Vera? I don't know. Something? Anyway, she's gorgeous. I refuse to learn. They're a lovely couple. Yeah. She wore a really beachy bohemian dress that normally I would like not think is good, but she makes it look amazing. She yeah, does. She does. I like her little headband. And Finn looks like an ice cream salesman. <laughs> yeah, he's wearing it. Oh, or a Mormon. <laughs> I he's, was. <laughs> He's wearing a short sleeve button up shirt with a big ass bow tie, which is a look. I was gonna say that Finn was leaving uh, Bible school and yeah. got married on the way home. Uh, <laughs> on a yeah. beach. You know, good yeah. for all of them. Yeah. Seth and Becky honestly look like they're in love with each other when they talk to one another, mm -hmm. as I've been saying. And also I think they probably secretly dated for a while. Oh, absolutely. Um, and also to the badass point, like, yeah, you're right. It is kind of coupley and lame. But at the same time, um, Seth isn't that smart. Like, I don't know. Like, he's kind of goofy, but he's not that smart. So I feel like this is like the height of his intelligence. Is this like <laughs> looking at the same thing for the for the rest of my life? And you're like, good for you, you basic man. Yeah. Mm. Right? My thing is we also, like, to be honest, all of us have not been watching the storylines at all. Yeah. True. But remember when we were talking about Candace LeRae and mm. um, Gargano, what's his last name or his first name? Johnny, Johnny Gargano, Gargano, yes. When we talked about how she was part of that relationship mm. and how bummed we were, I think that that's basically what they're doing with all of these badass people who we've been even more enamored with mm. and so they haven't even gotten to have like a badass like becky's not really the man right now because is she really not is she still what's going on with them can you tell us i mean yeah it's like uh no i feel like both of their roles have been just severely diminished and i mean when seth was in a program with like brock lesnar uh, you know, he would get beaten up by Brock, and then Becky would just like be there hanging out in oh. like a valet kind of. And then right? they would be in like mixed tag matches together all the time. And at the height of like Becky being Becky with two belts, mm. they were like, "Oh, we'll just kind of put her in Seth Rollins' storyline," and it sucked. Yeah, still sucks. okay, okay. So that's where it, why it's the bummer where it's like, what the fuck? Like, I okay. get that you're in a relationship and you can be in one outside, which is what Charlotte and Andrade do very well. Mm. I mean, all their photos are each other now. Mm. But um, Mike said that they also don't do that in ring. Yeah, they're pretty far away from each other. 
And if you're Finn, you straight up don't tell anyone you're dating anyone for maybe years and then yeah. get married, which is an extremely funny move. Yes, it is. And it seems healthy, and really. And get a tattoo. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. The, the matching tattoos. tattoos. Well, thank God they got married then. I know. Uh, or, you know, otherwise had made their partnership official because, like, getting a tattoo is some serious shit. It is. Um, but the real question is, like, do you get back on Bumble? Yeah. We, we're ignoring <laughs> the big question here. We already like, said yes. Mike, I, I know, think, but, like, yes. like, it's on the slide again. You're right. So we have yeah. to answer you're right. every slide. You're right. Mike, I, I think yes. If you're at all curious, why not? Same answers we gave to Christina. And if you guys happen to swipe each other, who knows? Wow. Whoa. I saw actually saw Mike on my swiping adventure last night. So you guys are actually back on Bumble. Okay, well, I don't know why we just gave this advice. <laughs> yeah, you basically just told us to go out with each other. <laughs> Speaking of going out with each other. <laughs> no, I'm loving Good transition. it. Katie handles all the transitions for this episode. I'm going to handle all the transitions. This is now addictive. They're okay. very good. Um, hey, guys, I'm talking about, oh, my God, Asia Kong. Yay. Great. Uh, so Erica Shishido was born September 25th, 1970, which makes her a Libra. And she is a Japanese professional wrestler, better known as Asia Khan. Aja Khan. Okay, I wanna say, cause that's good. Aja Khan, I know how to pronounce her name. <laughs> I've watched her in ring a couple times. <laughs> I just get nervous because yep. I don't wanna say yep. it wrong. Um, which leads me to say that I'm covering Japanese wrestling today. My pronunciation, it will fail. I will fail because I feel bad and I will try and that is it. Okay, great. Sorry about that. So she's the founder of Arceon, All Professional Women's Professional Wrestling, and has won several championships in both singles and tag team divisions throughout her career, primarily with All Japan Women's Pro Wrestling. So she's been on my list for a while because, um, well, you'll see at the end, but her face paint is so fun. It's so yeah. rad. And she's also so well regarded in professional wrestling circles. Like everyone, like everything I read about her is just like, well, she's an undeniable powerhouse. And like people like Nia Jax always talks about how she's an inspiration and stuff like that. And so, and she's still wrestling. Like I said, she's born in 1970. So she's, I always do it to 2000, like an idiot. So she's like 50 some. Mm -hmm. Am I wrong? Mm -hmm. Wow. Okay. So like, and she's still going. So very cool. But her face paint, I try to find the meaning behind it. It does kind of look like those Japanese warrior masks in a way, mm -hmm. um, like the Shogun era, like yeah, that kind of super theatrical mask where it's like a sharp color on the bottom and then a secondary one around and like sharp the edges, yeah. sharp edges, yeah. And there's like almost a uh, Rebel Alliance. Star Wars vibe yes, on the yes. forehead, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, um, I see it. But I don't know. I tried to find like what the, if there was any specific relevance, and I really couldn't find anything other than people being like, "It looks cool," <laughs> and yes. me being like, "You're right." Um, so, All Japan Pro Wrestling. She was trained by All Japan Women's Pro Wrestling and graduated as part of their class in 1986, which means that she was six. No. Yes, 16. 16. Yeah, no, you're right. And she immediately joined Dump Matsumoto's, <laughs> I know, Heel Stable, uh, the Atrocious Alliance, which is Gokuaku Dome, along with classmate and tag team partner Nobuku Kimura. 
After the stable dissolved in 1988 due to Matsumoto's retirement, Shishido and Kimura went their separate ways, but they reformed in 1990 as Jungle Jack. Oh, wow. Now called Aja Kong and Bison Kimura, they entered a two-year feud against their formal allies, Bull Nakano, and their heel stable, Goku Manto. Two. During their partnership, they won the WWW... WWW, yes. A, <laughs> World Tag Team Championship twice, and they lost a hair versus hair match on January 11th, 1991, oh, resulting wow. in both women being shaved bald. Yeah. She also pursued Nakano for the WWWA World Single Championship during the early 90s, and she failed on several attempts before she finally achieved her goal on November 15th, 1992, ending Nakano's three-year reign as the belt champion. So these photos are wonderful. Aren't they fucking awesome? Yeah. So this is like the part of Japanese wrestling that I find super fascinating, which is like they have a weird metal quality to them. And even their early 90s girl, they look like they're in heart or something in a really weird. Yeah. So this is the atrocious alliance. Um, and I'll definitely post this because it's great where they all kind of have like crazy makeup, crazy hair. They just look like a bunch of punk kids wrestling. Yeah. Um, but with dance skin leotards on. 100%. <laughs> yes. Really love it. Had Studio all of those starting. silhouettes. Yeah. Had all of them. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah, it's just a very specific, and they're all pretty uniform too. Like yeah. the three in the back have uh -huh. like matching ones. And I don't know if they were specifically teams and that's why or what, but I really love this image. Um, also, it's like clearly taken with like a disposable camera that's and so good. that's always a big plus for me. Yeah, the coloring is like just incredible. Absolutely. And then this is Bison. I think this is Jungle Jack. So this is um, Bison Kimura. Yes, Kimura mm -hmm. uh, with an excellent winged eyeliner. Ugh, yeah. And truly look at like Aja looks insane. <laughs> yeah. Her like, hair is so cool in yeah, this that though. Hair is yes. incredible. It's, it's like just a faux hawk. Exactly. It's like a tuft of yellow. Curly faux hawk. Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. It looks really cool. And then um, like I said, bottom one is just like weird eight like nineties clothing. Like it just looks like a senior photo shoot to me. Yes. Where they're like, here I am with my gals. We're all wearing weird nineties clothes. You hold the nunchucks. Yes. I'll hold the quarter staff. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, so it's kind of her look. So in 1995, Kong made an appearance in the uh, WWF as a sole survivor of a women's elimination match for the pay-per-view Survivor Series by pinning four members of her opposing team, including Alundra Blaze. Kong also appeared on two episodes of Monday Night Raw and was victorious in both bouts, and during one bout, she broke the nose of Shaparita Asari. Oh, that sucks. I know. Mm. Kong was being built up to be a challenger for the WWF Women's Championship held by Alundra Blaze and was scheduled to face her at the Royal Rumble in 1996, but the company elected to end its women's division. Oh, oh my God. God. After Alundra oh, Blaze showed up on WCW Monday Nitro with her WWF Women's Championship and threw the title into a garbage can. Which is definitely not a storyline. It's for sure why they ended the women's division. Yeah, definitely, because she disrespected the title. So women don't mm -hmm. get titles. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no. What? Uh, that's like a pretty significant moment in wrestling history. Because, yeah. She threw it in the... Uh, because at the time, the WWF and WCW were in like a pretty bitter ratings war. So her, the WWF champion showing up on WCW TV... And throwing it away, which again was not cleared by the WWF. She oh, just showed it? up with the belt and threw oh, it away. Oh, it was on the other show. Okay. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. okay. So it was very Ugh. disrespectful on purpose. What happened after? I I don't know, and I don't I don't yeah. think that's cool. But 
it is it is slightly more significant than we're yeah. giving it. Oh wow! Thank you. I see, and that is why producer Mike valuable, is here. So valuable, valuable resource. We appreciate you. Um, yeah, no, that's fascinating because sometimes when I see the WCW Monday Nitro or WWF mm-hmm. Monday Night Raw, I just read it without thinking about it. <laughs> I didn't think about the acronym. Well, we've talked about it. Like, you know, I a know. lot of the promotions were like, blah, 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 blah. I know you're like, man, and then she won the thing. Is it? Yep. Anyway. She won that heavy one that was a little one with the round <laughs> thing on it. <laughs> It spun for a while. Yeah. We oh. wanted it to spin for longer. <laughs> it's like a twister, but on a belt. Yeah. Oh, uh, so cool. So her Aja Kong uh, title card is does say Shogun on it, which I forgot about when I said that she kind of has like a Shogun warrior mm. oh, vibe. Yeah. But I'm guessing that's why. So she was billed as like a top competitor from Japan. And as you can see, you can kind of see like her general ring wear is usually like a singlet with shorts. Yeah, and she looks like she has some harness going on, too. Yeah. Which is very cool. I'm very into that look. I don't know if it's, like, a physical harness or if it's, like... It looks kind of like an applique. Yeah. Um, Yeah. It is, and she's got applique flames Mm -hmm. on the front Mm -hmm. of her outfit. It's a really strong look. It's really, like, clean and graphic, and honestly, it looks comfortable. Yeah, it does. I would wrestle in big shorts and a singlet. (laughs) Yep. I would pay money to see Sarah wrestle. Oh my god, it would be so slow and bad. I'm and, not uh, athletic. And shorts in a singlet. Just big, big shorts. Just you running around in a ring would just be very entertaining. I agree. So, um, all right, I think I skipped something. Oh, so she was also at all uh, Japan women's pro wrestling at the same time. So mm-hmm. she had left in 1997 and started the independent promotion Hypervisual Fighting Arceon, usually referred to as simply Arceon. She led the organization until February 20, uh, 2001 when she walked out of a tag team match and announced she was quitting. Oh. She was still promoted for the promotion's future shows, and then she sued them. Oh so assuming it ended poorly, didn't really go into much with it, but huh. this company still exists. Um, yeah, but then she, like so many freelancers, or so many millennials before us, became a freelancer. Uh, <laughs> yes. Uh, because in April 2004, she went to the Gaia Japan event limit break and she wrestled Amazing Kong which is like oh, yeah. how many Kongs in the latter's de- Japanese debut and later in the night they formed a tag team called W Kong and then they won <laughs> the tag team championship and had tag team champions uh, all across Japan I don't um, she they also wrecked wrestled as Erica and Margaret which I guess which is, that's magnificent that, that's so funny it's yep. like two la- old ladies with their handbags is yeah. how it is I'm like yep. Erica and Margaret out on the town um, and so the team defeated Wataru Sakata and uh, Yoji Sai for the Hustle Super Tag Team Championship they lost the titles on October 9th, 2006, to American tag team Bubba Ray and Devon <laughs> in a three-way match, which also included the team of Sodom and Gomorrah, which is, I mean, perfect. Mm-hmm. Also, Gomorrah is spelt phonetically, which is so funny. Um, like the Guardian of the Galaxy, not like the biblical town? Oh, yeah, I guess so. I never even thought about that. Oh, I wonder if that was how they spelled their name or if a Wikipedia person got saucy with it. Yeah, that's a really... You know what? We'll never know. Mm. We will truly never know. She also wrestled for Oz Academy, where she was affiliated with Jungle Jack 21 Stable, and she had the promotions championship there, too. So, like, 
all this to say, super, 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 super well thought of, well regarded, etc. Um, she's also wrestled more in America. Like in 2011, she worked at, wrestled at uh, Shakara's Joshi Mania weekend, and she returned to the U.S. Uh, officially in 2015 to work for Shimmer Women Athletes. Nice. Mm. Um, she was brought in as a surprise to take part in a Tomoka Nag- Nagakawa's retirement event. And then on November 11, 2017, she returned to Shimmer Women Athletes to join the Trifecta Heel Stable with Mercedes Martinez and Nicole Savoy to replace the recently departed Shayna Baszler. Ooh, oh, nice. Oh, hello. And she appeared in matches the following night as well. But now she signed with AEW. Brad. Oh, wow. Oh, hell yeah. Yes. And so she's teamed with Ami Sakura and Yuku Sakazaki, uh, where they unsuccessfully challenged a team of Hukaru Shida, Riho, and Yoi Mizunami. Okay. Thank Yay. you. Mike. <laughs> applause for Mike. Mike so um, I'm ending on a quote from literally, it is a WordPress website. Pro wrestling is art.wordpress.com. Yes, thank you. It's beautiful. Uh, when Kong hits her Yurakin or any of her suplexes, you're left in awe. These moves look like they could genuinely kill you. <laughs> she has that presence about her, and when the bell rings, you know you're in for a great match. Kong never disappoints. Her smoothness in the ring, along with her intimidation factor, just makes her one of the best in the sport, even today. She's so cool. And yeah, I have to is. say, I she is cool. love these outfits. That yes, they're incredible. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So are these her AEW outfits? I believe they are. I tried to go. Uh, I mean, this one for sure is mm-hmm. the double or nothing yeah. title card. Um, I believe that. Yeah, I think they are. The thing is, is she doesn't age. Like No. You know, she looks exactly. That's she why does. I was like, I think she's 50, but she looks exactly She's the almost same. 60, in fact. Yeah, Damn. she's doing great for herself. Yeah. Um, but yeah, she still does the paint. Uh, and yeah, I do love these outfits. I would say they're more like, they're sleeker. I like the belt in the center to hold yeah. it together a little, give her a little more shape. No, I was 10 years off. She's 50. She's 50? What year is it? Who's to say? 2019 right now. So she's, Who's to say? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to tell the you. It's the easiest math, and I botched it. But anyway, she looks amazing. Yeah. And I love the, like, that purple color. It's a really pretty color. The purple color. and gold yeah. one is wild. Yeah, that's for sure. Now photo. she has the flames on the legs. Oh, yeah. A good addition. The flames have traveled down the body. <laughs> they have. Anyway. Just like fire Yay. does. Yes. Has well, fire does. Basic facts wrong. <laughs> that's really interesting I've seen her around I've seen her in some AEW stuff and I never knew anything about her other than that she looked so she's such a a commanding presence I just kept noticing her name on stuff and I was like I want I mean because Xavier is like get more into Japan and Mike's like you would like Japan and so I tried to I wanted to do a Japanese wrestler yeah and um, I don't know we'll see who I do next time if they're linked together in some way ooh what a a hint very fun what a wild what a wild time oh well Sarah speaking um, of wild time (laughs) perfect oh no she's improving (laughs) that was really good that was a good one Um, it is gonna get wild (laughs) yeah because I'm talking about too cool, but this is part one of two cool. Cool. Um, because there's a lot to talk about here, so I split this up a little. Um, for this episode, I'm going to talk about the two main members before and after too cool, and then in our next episode, I'm going to talk about their time in too cool. Uh, nice. I am going to mention right now 
Rikishi was also part of Too Cool. Mm-hmm. Not talking about him here because he deserves his own episode because there's so much to cover there. And who, it, who? I'm sorry. Rikishi. Oh, okay. Was the third member of Too Cool. He's the guy who puts his butt in people's face. He does the stink face. Also, <laughs> yeah. can we can we go back to we've talked about Too Cool before in yes. the Gimmick Gauntlet. Right? They were in the Gimmick and Gauntlet. And we chose to not go their way, right? We, we chose poorly. We did oh, not we did. follow that. Producer Mike mm-hmm. was very upset about that. I should go back and research that Gimmick Gauntlet. There was a lot of good stuff in there, and that's that I wanted to do. This was also a listener suggestion. Mm. Um, thank you guys for saying this. I think we got it from a few different people, and. I it, it was it was great. It was really fascinating. Um, so here are the two members of, of of Too Cool. You will meet them in a moment, but let's just say one of them is talking in the ring and the other is doing the worm, which is a pretty good representation of what they did. Um, one time at a church like lock in, I got in trouble because I wouldn't stop doing the worm like <laughs> Scotty Too Hottie, and they like made me stop. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> this is how much this tag team means to Mike. I was really like I tried to do this right, Mike, so that you would not get mad at me because I know how much this means Can to you. Can you do the worm now? That's the main question. I couldn't do the worm then. <laughs> I would love for you to try to recreate that gif at some point. Just oh so my you know. God. Everything we learn about Mike, I just love it. It's it adds so together like really? one of those amazing puzzles you buy it's, at Walgreens. It's truly one of those puzzles. <laughs> I mean, it's one of those things, Christina. If, You'd want if to we match, yeah. maybe <laughs> you could get to know me more. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh. Okay. Speaking of matched, <laughs> let's talk about this tag team. <laughs> so She's re- you're really getting better. This is really Great. good. So we're gonna talk out. Let's start with um, Grandmaster Sex A. Oh, Sex A. Sex A. It autocorrected, oh, but it is S E X A Y. Oh, no. Uh, Brian Christopher Lawler was born on January 10th, 1972, so that's Capricorn, oh. in Memphis, Tennessee. He came from a wrestling family. Note that last name. Mm. His dad's Sex-ay, Jerry Lawler. His last name. Yeah, Sexay. <laughs> uh, it's a wrestling stable. Um, his dad is Jerry Lawler, and his uh, brother is wrestling referee Kevin Christian. <laughs> That's such a bummer. I know. It's so like one like, of them wrestled. I'm the referee. Well, yeah. but, you know, it's all in the family. So Fine. Brian began his wrestling career around 1988 in the United States Wrestling Association as part of a masked tag team called the Twilight Zone. He was Nebula, and Tony Williams was Quasar. Wow. And I desperately tried to find pictures of this, but I could not to save my Aww. life. I will say in general, it was really hard to find pictures of them but because apart their name from was cool. the Twilight Zone. Yeah. No, I mean apart yeah, from because right. uh, of yeah. the clear branding issues. Yeah. <laughs> no, but like both of the both of these wrestlers, it was really hard to find pictures of them not as a part of Too Cool yeah. because that totally eclipsed the rest of their career. Mm. Um, and that's really what they're known for, as as we'll get into. Mm-hmm. Um, but after uh, Nebula was unmasked, Brian mm. kept competing as Too Sexy Brian Christopher. So that was like part of his deal from the beginning. And here's just some, and it's an assortment of looks from his early days in wrestling. I mean, um, wow. This is him and Jeff Jarrett. Uh, up here in the corner. I favorite. probably will, will post that one because they are wearing like Barbie Dreamhouse Jazzercise <laughs> outfits. Yes, they The are. colors are so bright and pink and vivid. Wow, he's so Barbie Dreamhouse. It really is in that picture. He's and then, got the chest of a Ken. He... 
you're gonna see some changes in him but when he was first starting out <laughs> he did have this like really chiseled yeah. all-american thing and he was wearing all the 80s hits he's got your zebra print he's got your bright colors he's got your stevie Nicks yeah, shawl does. on yeah. for I some love reason that, you know That's, i'd wear that shawl it's so cute and katie would rock these pants katie i think wear that, that full i outfit. like them his father jerry lawler is wearing so it's him and his dad oh yeah in uh-huh. the late 80s and then here he is with one of his titles and he's got like a nice smile he's like a good looking dude if i say that he's cute will everyone make fun of me forever does he get like real bad he doesn't get bad he just gets older i mean you saw him on the previous slide here's here's him that's later. him yeah oh he no. looks like jeff jarrett well we're we're gonna uh, there's some things some things happened yeah hey maybe let's not like make fun of him a ton yeah Okay. Just saying. Yeah. Okay. He 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 has undergone some hardship. Yeah, yeah. Mike warned me before I dove into this that this was um gonna be dark, and I appreciated that because we're gonna get into some serious topics. Yeah. Uh which is why I wanted to do this one first so we could talk about them separately before we talk about too cool, because too cool is absurd. Okay. And that deliberately and quite wonderfully. Mm. Um so to return to Brian in his early days, he joined the WWF in 1997. By 1998, he joined up with Scott Too Hot Taylor to form a tag team known as Too Much. Ah. During this time, Jerry Lawler would talk up Brian as a wrestler, but the two would always adamantly deny they were related. It was this kind of like running joke. Why? Uh, I don't know. For funds? <laughs> for funsies? Um, but by 1999, Too Much morphed into Too Cool. Mm. We're going to put a pin in that and come back to it next time. Cool. Um, but here he is in his early days in the WWF. Uh, this is him um, in the Too Much days. I forget who this other wrestler is that he's with, but he tag teamed with a couple other people beforehand. He's got a construction worker-esque vest on that is orange and black. He was a big vest dude. You can see he's got a purple vest. He's got an orange vest. He's got a black shirt completely unbuttoned. <laughs> <laughs> he was just was all about showing off them pecs back in the day. Doing some Aladdin cosplay in the top right. It really... Yeah. Yes, exactly. Mm. Um, so, in 2001, Scott Taylor was out with an injury. This is two cool days. Mm. Uh, Brian was put on another tag team, but got let go from the WWF after he was caught taking drugs across the U.S.-Canadian border. Okay. So he came back after his arrest, though not to the WWF, but in 2004, Jim Ross re-signed him to what was then the WWE as his last act as head of the WWE Talent Relations Department. But then one month later, a new guy came back in and Brian was let go again. Hmm. So he went back to the independent circuit and he made a couple other appearances on the WWE in 2011 and 2014, but that was really it for him. He was really only there for a couple of years. Mm. Um, So this is him, assorted ones throughout the years. Again, it was hard to find dates on a lot of these, but he bleached his hair blonde pretty soon after coming to the WWF, and that was a big thing in Too Cool. He was blonde for most of that time. So you can see he started adopting your classic bandana around the head look. Ah, yes, the Um, classic. he, He didn't have a real signature outfit too cool definitely did but him by himself it kind of varied um i have one here that's a real guy fieri vibe to me where it's like (laughs) a red um sleeveless shirt that i it feels like it has flames on it even though i don't believe it does something about that just (laughs) seems like it you're right it looks like it should have flames on there it also looks like the back of a booth at like a japanese restaurant Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it really does (laughs) and then this one is um i had a gift from this in in the first slide but he came on uh i think this is from like 2011 and and did a segment where uh 
I'm forgetting who it was. Someone brought him out to like humiliate Jerry Lawler and was like, here's your biological son, Brian. And they brought him out and he was wearing insane bootcut jeans and this like snap button Western shirt. And Uh they did a whole bit together. So that's what that's from. Okay. And you can see that he looks a bit different later in life. Yeah, he really Mm. does. Oh. So trigger warning. Um, We're going to talk about some run-ins with the law and self-harm. Um, Brian was arrested in 2009 for public intoxication and wound up in jail for 30 days for violating his plea deal. So he'd been in jail once. In July 2018, he was jailed again for driving under the influence and evading police. So he was taken to prison. He was found hanging in his cell and taken to the hospital where he was declared brain dead and taken off of life support after his father had the chance to come say goodbye to him. Um, He was 46. Wow. So... That's really tragic. There's some ongoing lawsuits that Jerry Lawler has followed. That's some wrongful death suits. It's yeah. a little bit murky. The whole situation is, is horribly tragic. And, um, yeah, it's it's really sad. It's still, like, very much an, an ongoing, like, open source of grief, of course, naturally. This was a year ago. A year, a year yeah. ago. And it, that shit never goes away, you know. Aww. So it's, it's really hard. Um, producer Meg texted me to say... <laughs> I did find this really fascinating that Brian's headstone mentions that he was Grandmaster Sex A. Like, this is the thing that he was known for. And it's so interesting to me because people, like, adore him and and take this, like, persona extremely seriously, even though, as I'll get into next time, the whole thing with it is that they were completely in on the joke. Mm. And it was never supposed to be taken seriously. But, like, I was watching videos of him and all of the comments are, like, R.I.P. Grandmaster Sexy. Like, people, like, really loved him and loved this tag team. Mm. So it's really, um, yeah, it's it's kind of nuts and and certainly extremely tragic. Um, Mm. I have a couple things I'm going to link in the show notes. Uh, I have... um, an entrance of Brian and Scott when they were too much, pre too cool. Uh-huh. That's mm-hmm. you can see what they what their whole shtick was before. And then I also have the segment I mentioned um, where like he was brought out to like humiliate his dad, yeah. um, where he's wearing the bootcut jeans. So that's really tough. That's a tough one. Um, and you know you feel for his family, but yeah. that's one half of too yeah. cool. All right. Take a cleansing breath. <sighs> the, the other same haircut. Yeah, well, this is this is a, a teen in this picture. We're going to talk about how teen of a teen he is well, in a minute. But this is a teen? This is a teen. That man is 55. A, a beefy teen. Yeah. Um, Scott Ronald Garland was born on July 2nd, 1973. So he's a cancer in Westbrook, Maine. He apparently wanted to be a wrestler pretty early on. He wrote to the WWF's community relations specialist when he was 14 or 15 to oh, ask so which cute. wrestling school he should go to. He's like, where do you get your wrestlers from? And the person was like, um, anywhere they're good, but like, best of luck with your search. That's smart, and then though. He also tried to call Vince McMahon directly, but he couldn't get through a lucky break. <laughs> Once when I was 13, I tried to call Justin Timberlake by looking up his mother's name in a phone book in uh, Tennessee. Oh my goodness. Because I knew his mother's name was different from Timberlake. <gasps> and I, so I called a woman. Was it her? Uh, she didn't answer. I didn't leave a voicemail because I didn't want to bother her. That's really respectful. Uh, after after when I was like, you know what? I just wanted to see if he picked up. <laughs> He's just like home. Mom's phone. <laughs> this is Justin. <laughs> this is Justin. 
Uh, We're all broken a little. You, you know? know, we I, all want to just connect with the stars. <laughs> I must have been like 11, actually. Yeah, okay. That seems extremely reasonable. You didn't leave a voicemail. I thought it was polite. It's very polite. Look. No, I'm saying it's good that you didn't leave a voicemail Thank because you. you weren't harassing her. You were respecting her time. I just want to say, I understand the, the feeling of wanting to call someone. Yeah, wanting to call Vince McMahon. Because you're like, maybe if I talk to them on the phone, they'll fall in love with me. A child. Yes. Yes. Maybe they'll bring me into the I'm wrestling like, world. Me, a child. Yes. <laughs> so, so. Um, Scott started going to wrestling shows in Portland, Maine, helping to set up the ring. An independent promoter saw him around and saw him wrestle and offered him a gig, and Scott wound up going to the promotion New England Wrestling. So in 1991, another wrestler introduced him to the world of WWF, and he made his first appearance that year while he was still a high school junior. Oh, wow. So this picture I have is his WWF debut when he was oh in high God. school. Oh, my God. That's crazy. He's got a mullet with blunt bangs. I cannot yeah, stress does. enough what a tough haircut that is. Mm. Um, he used the name Scott Taylor and lost to a bunch of dudes. He was just like, you know. My name's Scott. Yeah, exactly. I, he, I, I couldn't find any other pictures of him from around this time, so I don't know what his outfit was, but I'm assuming it's pretty basic. Uh, I have a question. Looking at this photo yes. of him now, would you ever think a guy like Scott Taylor would become too hot? <laughs> no, but I mean, it's like a classic, like, ugly duckling story. Like, he's a swan. He I'm really excited up. to see he, where he, he definitely goes. had a glow up. I for, here's the thing about these kinds of wrestlers is the moment that they leave the screen, I forget what they look like. Well, okay. Well, let's find out. Let's find out. What? I don't know if you can. Smash cut two. So Smash I thought this, mouth more like. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Thank you. So I thought this was funny. Thank you, Wikipedia. A direct quote. Mm, Scott continued to attend college throughout the his early tenure and in 1994 he supplemented his income by working at a fleet bank tell as a fleet bank teller and as the assistant manager of a Spencer's Gifts outlet. Oh my gosh. <laughs> if you told me this man on the right with the French fry hair uh-huh. was the manager of a Spencer's Gift, I'd be like, yep, that yeah. guy hit on me when I was 14. <laughs> Wearing those like Fourth of July popsicle shirt. True. Oh, true. Yeah. It is the rocket. It's the also, rocket popsicle. Truly. What his hair reminds me of is do you remember those canisters of fries that you could put yeah. on things, the teeny little ones? Mm-hmm. Yes. That you'd open? That's what that hair is. Oh, yes, yeah. He's is. got the visor so you can see yeah. all of it. He's got a really thin handlebar mustache and a little strip, the little soul patch. Mm-hmm. And it is insane. And he's pointing to himself. He's <laughs> like, hey, um, so by 1997, guys, things were looking up for Scott. Now he was working for an insurance company. Oh, my God. Oh. And considering trying out for ECW. Bruce Pritchard, the president of the WWF Talent Relations Department at the time, heard about this and offered him a contract instead. So wow. he stayed. And then too much and too cool happened. So more on that next time. But I have this picture. I You will see it in the next slide show, too, because it is too funny. Uh-huh. And this is one of the only pictures I could find of too much. Mm. So this is him and Brian. Before when they were they in too much, cool. yeah. This is their initial tag team look, and it is again some Barbie Dreamhouse shit. This really is too much. Bright, pr- it's too uh-huh. much. It's I do like, like it. <laughs> I think I can't tell if it's floral or tie dye or army print. Or <laughs> it looks like camo. It yeah. could be anything, honestly. It could be a Matisse. It kind of looks like what you would put in a laser tag. <laughs> yes, <laughs> the floor. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> the carpeting of a laser tag. Yeah, but it's it a, is. A, a vest and leggings with that, and then the the sides say their thing so he was too hot by that point mm. so his say 
too hot and then Brian's say too sexy. Oh my god. So they were too much were together. Were Brian's leggings longer to fit sexy instead like, of hot? It's, like, no, it's like when you make well, you a poster can, in high yeah. school and you're like, I'll make a huge, yeah. Yep, or one we'll letter's bigger. Yeah. But do you see the gap after hot? That's where the Y would go. Oh, that's yeah. true. <laughs> it probably would work out. True. That's a really good John Mulaney bit I just remembered about the posters. Oh yeah. It's very funny. Does he do that? Yeah, it's good. It's in this one yeah. of one, one of them, them specials. Oh, the comeback kid. Okay, Great. thank you, Mike. Uh, shout out to John Mulaney who sponsored this podcast. Yeah, thank you, John. <laughs> a fan, a listener. Um, as previously mentioned, Scott hurt himself in 2001. He had some bulging vertebrae oh, and had to go to physical therapy. Too Cool broke up in his absence after Brian's arrest. Mm. So when he came back, he formed a tag team with a wrestler named Albert, who started calling himself the Hip Hop Hippo. Oh, no. Naturally, they became known as the Zoo Crew. Oh, God. Oh so here's the Zoo Crew on the left. Um, they did p- this pose together where Albert, who is really large and has one of those scary fork tine mm. goatees, where it's just a bunch of little lines, mm-hmm. um, would stand, and he's bald. Like would, Thanos? Yes. Uh-huh. And he would stand behind him and do the big arms, and then Scott, who I don't think is that short but looks tiny next to him, would do it in front of him, but they would just like nest together so perfectly. Mm. Um, they're little nesting dolls. They're little nesting dolls, but yeah. he he would still wear the visor and stuff, and there was still a little bit of the hip-hop thing, which, spoiler alert, was Too Cool's whole deal. Mm. So they wanted to keep that going with him. So yeah. they Hence the zoo. Gotta add the hippo in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the hip-hop hippo. It makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, so things were going swimmingly with the zoo crew. Animal joke. Uh, until Scott started having neck pain again. Jesus. He had to have surgery and get like a, the fusion you know oh mm-hmm. shit and was out for 17 months oh my god he came back in 2003 honestly girl fucking retire after getting that surgery <laughs> yeah. so you don't want your head to fucking pop off mid-ring mm-hmm. but he came back in 2003 and wrestled with his old pal rikishi again mm-hmm. um rikishi was part of too cool so mm-hmm. they had a long history together um, but Rikishi was released from his contract in 2004, and Scott was on his own again for a bit. And then he ended up leaving the company in 2007. Mm. So here's also a picture of him with Rikishi. They did win the tag team championship together, the two of them. And Rikishi's rad, and I really want to cover him soon because cool. it's so fun, and I feel bad that I, I can't in this particular segment. So Scott made some more sporadic appearances in the WWE after that and wrestled internationally too as recently as 2016. Hmm. He came back to the WWE in 2016 as a trainer in the Performance Center. That's that's his current job. Just a couple of fun facts. Scott is apparently really obsessed with Disney. He's an adult Disney fan. Oh no. Also, Mikos have a song called Too Hottie inspired by him. That's really, really fun. Um, And I have a couple of videos that I'll link for him too. There's a a little interview he did at the Performance Center about how much it means to him to get to like train people. Mm -hmm. And then I have a a compilation of his top moves because he really did some crazy stuff in the ring too. Like you hate to say it but you can see how the next stuff happened he was really like going for it and in a way um but he still has blonde hair this was him from um a few years ago wearing a sleeveless t-shirt that says beware of the worm which is very funny because he did the worm just like producer mike at his church lock in (laughs) and then this is him now on the right uh at the performance center now he just looks kind of like a chill dad he's letting his bleached hair grow out a little bit get a little bit more naturally he's maybe gonna run a 5k he's thinking about it yeah he's got his new balances on and he's thinking about it he saved up for the jet ski that he puts in 
he lives on the water in but Florida. it's in the garage yeah. the whole you think time it's in the garage? Yeah. oh no so sad that jet ski is just on a trailer in the garage oh my god because he wants to get around to using it but he keeps forgetting about it on the weekends let yeah. that jet ski free i know let it out so those are um the two initial members of two cool cool and we'll talk about their tag two. team stuff next time Great. Thanks, Sarah. Of course. That was a lot, so that makes sense. It's that a lot. Wanted. Yeah. It is. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Rikishi. Next time. Very uh, fair. Which what is, the fuck? Okay, so, <laughs> which is kind of perfect because this is short as can be. Um, so I Who started researching. Child? So this child is, uh, you'll see soon, Marco Stunt. <laughs> um, he was born in Mississippi. And um, 1996, July 30th, 1996. Oh, my God. So that makes him a what? Leo. A Leo. And a child. And a child. And a child. Wait, how yes. old is that? That's 23? Yes, exactly. He looks so, like an Andy Samberg character. Right? So he had a background in drama and gymnastics, so he decided to give wrestling a shot. God, this kid. So basically, he's he's pretty new. He's 5'2"? Yes. He's been doing promotions around the South for a good while. He had one... You okay? Yeah. He's so small. Yeah. Is he shorter than you? Yeah, that's shorter than me. That's a solid two inches shorter than me. Also, do you see his shirt, Marco? I like it. It looks yep. kind of like uh, Rocco's oh, Water no, World. It's, yes, it's, it's Modern Life. Yes. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is exactly that font. Can you? Yes. 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 Okay. So <laughs> there's really oh not that much about him. Oh my god. These are some of his wrestling, his fights. Um, he was in different promotions, and he literally is like um a little baby bird or tiger <laughs> in the ring because he just like runs around and he'll like kick someone or like he was with uh who's your new favorite? Uh, or at Cassidy, Orange Cassidy. Um, they did a match, and Orange Cassidy's whole thing is he has his hands on his pants this whole time, and he like tries to fight with his hands like in his pockets. That's really and so he funny. recreated it and like tried to fight him doing that. So he'll like make fun of people who mimic them, and kind of his whole thing is like he's a kid. So everyone makes fun of him as like this little kid that they have to fight. Oh my god, I love this. yes. Um, this was a great fun yeah. choice. So he, on his 23rd birthday, look, yeah, I, <gasps> I can't think of another way to celebrate than by announcing something huge. I would like to announce I've officially signed with AEW. Oh, wow. And that's so cute. That's oh really gosh. So for his 23rd birthday, he got it. And then this is This is so, like two weeks ago. Uh, yeah. Or a it month, was a month ago. Yeah. Oh, shit. Wow. Yeah. So he's brand new and um he's just like literally so that's the reason i chose him is like there's all these memes right now that all the wrestlers in aew are doing and they'll take a photo of him like walking out of a bathroom walking in different places and be like whose child is this <laughs> this is a huge chiron this is lost child over is this your kid come get him please yeah. so that's so his funny. interviews is literally him be like i just like i'm I, I'm like really nervous about the wrestling match today. Oh my god! He's like, I'm really anxious. He's like a little kid. Oh my god! His Twitter handle is Mr. Fun Size. Yep, that's so funny. So he like plays into it like no other. His Instagram is very funny. His Twitter is very funny because he like anytime someone makes fun of him, he'll retweet it, and he's like, Yeah, that's that's who I am. Oh my god! So I. I I see that he rocks the backwards baseball hat over his beautiful full curly hair a lot. Uh-huh. Um, have you noticed any other, like, what's his general in-ring gear look? He looks like he's wearing athleisure wear. Just oh, really? like yoga pants. Oh. And they have, some of them have really fun patterns.
patterns on them. Uh-huh. And they're just kind of like all around. But um, the one on the left, it has like, it's like black and then has a panel of like a pattern on the sides of it. Mm. Yeah. And then he literally wears like, it reminds me of like the restaurant sneakers. Yeah. You know, oh, that are like hip hop, yeah. hip hop shoes that have the like flip in the middle of uh-huh. them. Like he has that jazz hip hop shoe on. Yes. Oh my god, that's so yeah. funny. And he comes out. He came out one match. Uh, listen, uh, what was it? Pat Benatar. Um, we belong, mm-hmm. and that oh was like gosh. his song that he came out to, and it was really, really funny. That's so cute. Funny. Yeah. All right. So, I love him. Yeah. So he's brand new. That's. So... I'm really excited. Maybe he'll be on when we watch AEW. Who oh knows? yes. So we're recording this um this the same day as uh all out the AEW special and we're hoping to watch it together yeah um we'll see we'll tonight see. yes oh cool all of us I did not know that surprise that we're great. all invited surprise. to watch AEW great. with my husband oh that sounds great yeah um but we're hoping to watch it later if we do watch it we'll definitely be sharing our thoughts on it yeah. but I'm excited to maybe see him sometime yeah he's I mean it's like he's he's so, so small and so fast it's incredible I yeah, I can't. That's so funny. Yeah, I. What a fun, fresh gimmick that is absurd. Right. And I'm so glad wrestling finally has their own Timothy Chalamet. <laughs> right. I know. <laughs> he also reminds me either of Timothy Chalamet or no, he doesn't. a or Spider Man. Oh, Spider Man. Tom, Tom Holland. He yeah, has Tom definitely Holland. has a Tom mm-hmm. Holland vibe too. That makes sense. I was thinking of him or his. He has the Finn Wolf hard hair. See, he, he does. reminds me of like a vine. It's like he, it was this or YouTube. You yes, know what I mean? yes. Like, that's the vibe I get. You almost said Vine. That's how I did almost say Vine. <laughs> well, we're much older. We're than thirty. This child. We're yeah. thirty-eight now. Yeah, remember? Yeah, yeah. So we're we are thirty-eight. Years old. Yep. So uh, yay, that's oh. him. Ooh. And then. Who is this? Oh, is this CM Punk? Yeah, CM Punk sipping tea. Yep. Yes, he is. He's got a a widow's peak. He do. He's in Chicago right now, Uh right? Doing, yeah. Mm -hmm. Just hanging out, I assume. Riding the L, eating at Portillo's. Yeah. Yeah. That's here. I'm tired. Okay, well, no, Portillo's is here. What? You're thinking of, yeah, Portillo's is in Chicago. Chicago. Portillo's is here. Oh, my God. Guys. I can't do math anymore, and I don't know what restaurants are where. <laughs> Speaking of math. Ooh. Final thoughts? Final thoughts. Um, I don't have any, to be honest. I don't either. I'm just really excited to, yeah. to watch more AEW and talk about it with you guys. Me too. Also, I'm so happy that we did more of AEW than kind of anything today. Oh, yes. yeah, we really did. Very Yeah, true. we've definitely veered away a oh, little yeah. bit. I'm trying. Mm-hmm. It's nice to have yeah. alternatives out there. Exactly. Tis. Uh, so you can follow us on social media at KFAB Podcast. It's K-A-Y-F-A-B Podcast. You see the looks we're talking about? They're on Instagram. And if you want to recommend a wrestler for us to review, like how Sarah did Too Cool today, we're on Twitter, too. Uh, you can also message us for stickers. stickers. Yeah. And that's it. That's really. it. Oh, yes. rate, review, subscribe. Thank you. Bye. Goodbye. <laughs>